Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the host of The Lockdown. It's Zach Danger and number 12. Okay, welcome back to another episode of The Lockdown. Lockdown. I am your host, Zach Danger, formerly known as the Fumiabe. <laughs> I am number 12 and I'm slowly, I think maybe slowly becoming Mike Nguyen again, you know, like how yeah. a robot is like wishes that he was a real boy yeah. and uh, slowly over time he becomes a real boy. Yes. That's uh, becoming me, I think. You're also working with a very good professor, aka me. I'm Zach Danger, <laughs> aka PhD. I'm fixing you every week, <laughs> making you more into human. Have you seen that Robin Williams movie about the robot that becomes a human? I I know what movie you're talking about. I haven't yeah. seen it. Was it good? Yeah, it, it was good. Terrible. It was pretty really? good. I, I, don't, I was eight. I don't, I don't know. Everything was good back then, you know? Oh, I was like 24. <laughs> so I was like, I'm not watching this. I'm not watching this. This looks like, a, this looks like it's for an eight-year-old. And <laughs> sure enough, Fumi watched it. I remember back then, my friend's dad would buy, because it was R-rated, my friend's dad would buy, buy us movie tickets. And then he'd be like, okay, I'll see you guys. Uh, he'll like walk in with us. He's like, I'm going to go to the bathroom, guys. And he would just go home. And then me and my friend would just watch it as two eight-year-olds in a rated R movie. Because back then, movie tickets were 350, dude. It was wild. Why was it R-rated? I want to know that. Why? There, there was some that? like sex between robots uh, and humans robot sex robot yeah. sex yeah. excellent well somebody's okay. clearly dying outside your window so that's nice mike nope there's just uh it's just regular just nothing happening at all and people just like to honk <laughs> um before we get into the thing i want to talk about i do i, I do want to start saying this again if you're listening to this on ipod or sorry apple or spotify or youtube now um please take a screenshot and post it on instagram stories tag us at asian and asian pod and uh if you're a true anal that's an Asian, not Asian listener for new listeners out there. I'm not just talking about butt sex. If you're true anal, please find us on patreon.com slash Asian, not Asian pod and subscribes and you can get bonus episodes. Um, and we started doing them again and it's a lot of fun. And now we have video. So definitely check that out. Um, on to our first order of business. Dude, this, is, this has been fucking with my mind this entire week. Yeah. Um, from so many angles, just because yeah. I'm a, a, a podcaster and I'm really interested in the business, but also just like, I can't believe everybody, I can't believe the New York Times wrote about them, you know? And so what happened, oh, yeah. if you're a podcast fan or you may have seen them uh, in the iTunes rankings, they're very, very popular. I think they're like number two to Joe Rogan. Um, Call Her Daddy, which is like a dating sex podcast hosted by these like two hot chicks, Alex Cooper and Sophia something. And uh, they, they broke up, dude. They freaking broke up. I heard. I I I've heard of them. Obviously, I'm not in their wheelhouse. I'm not. Like, I'm like barely in the barstool sports wheelhouse, uh, which is kind of like the the parent media company that kind of ran it for a while, and, and that's really kind of the crux of this whole thing. But then it was on the New York Times, like you said, and I was like, oh, I gotta like find out this. You know, I, I feel like if I can get into some podcast gossip, you know, New York Times got me covered, dude. So I wanted to check that out. And that's what was so weird about it is because like, I'm, I mean, I listen to the podcast sometimes just from like a research perspective. I'm not like a daddy gang is what they call their is fans. Is that what they're called? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Anos is better. What's good. Um, but, but like, it's just, it, it, what's funny is like podcast talk turns mm. me on now. Does that make sense? Like, I'm so interested in podcast talk. 
so let, I guess I guess for people who don't know, yeah. right? Call Me Daddy is uh, a sex dating podcast, and for 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 a while it was uh, released under Barstool Sports. Barstool Sports is like a bro. Um, media it, thing it's like the it's like the only place where like white people are allowed to be white these days i think uh except the whole world uh so besides <laughs> that the whole world but it, it's like it's like it's, it's just like, it's like if yes it's like esp barcel sports is like espn but um you know what like in a frat frat bait basement that's yeah. what i sort of describe barcel sports so that that's like the big media company and the two uh hosts uh they talk about their dating lives and they talk about you know uh you know tinder and and i think one of one of them uh is in a relationship now with uh an hbo executive i don't know what level of hbo executive he is he Mm -hmm. uh, he seems he seems like not super senior but like you know up there somewhere um and it's funny because they call him suit man which is fine and um the two girls decided to kind of split ways because of the contract terms that Barstool Sports had uh, tried to kind of push on them. Yeah, but it's like pretty... It's it, At the end, I, I watched this 30-minute video that this chick put out, Alex Cooper. She's like the hot blonde one. And I watched the whole thing and she explains it. And so like, yes, there was some contract stuff. But at the end, they just wanted different business goals and business deals. Oh, the two of them did. Okay, the two of them wanted different business goals. Interesting. Because, because they were going to give the IP back. They initially gave the IP away, but they were going to get it back. But then like, they both wanted the IP, but one didn't want... The one wanted to take the IP and walk away, which Barstool was not going to let her do. And the other one was like, okay, if you let me have the IP, I'll stay with Barstool. And and, oh. and, and basically, what, what I mean, what's crazy is like, this is what I want to talk about. They're, they're getting paid $500,000 to do their mm. podcast. Five hundred thousand, yeah. And that's not including bonuses. And that first year when there were nobodies, they're getting paid 75000 And like within four months, they got raises and stuff. So it raises this question of like, it raises this question of like a lot of fans when that number came out they started leaving negative reviews because they're like this is really fun but you guys get paid half a million dollars to talk about <laughs> fucking blowjobs like this is insane so if you look at yeah, their yeah, iTunes yeah. thing a lot of people like the, the finance as- aspect of it upset the fans because people are like oh I thought this was supposed to be like about me like a 20 year old hot girl in New York who's broke but you're not yeah. fucking broke at right, all you're not broke yeah yeah of course. Yeah. yeah yeah I think that's uh it's it's uh it this is kind of it's like the updated version of like sex in the city you know it's yeah. like it's it's kind of it's just a it's it's presented as this is what people go through yeah but like it's a it's 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 a fantasy you know and and you know the, there's all this money going back and forth i i actually kind of I, I side with the podcasters the 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 two the two hosts because you know i'm a fellow podcaster creator and I know how important IP is. Our IP is worth nothing. It's <laughs> nobody would pay, you know. And, and it's sad to me because uh, you just said like when they first got paid, they got paid seventy five thousand dollars. I would I would jump on that Dude, right away. Yes. I'll sign that right away. That's and, so funny and, because if someone told me and you that we would get paid seventy five k for the rest of our life to just do this, I would be like, <laughs> no negotiations. Like I'm good. Nope. Like are you I, I, can, yep. I can buy a Prius. Yep. Like it's we, we would be the best clients of Barstool Sports we, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, 
we, but, we, uh, should, we should go there. We should pitch Barstool. Hey, I know. Instead of having two hot uh, uh, girls talking about sex, do you want two Asian guys who just talk about business? Uh, <laughs> but they don't we'll work do in. But they don't work in business. They don't know no, we that don't much work about in business. But yes. yeah, we just read like the back of the yeah. uh, of the Wall Street Journal. So, but the, um, the, the funniest fucking part was in this apology, or this like explain explanation video. It was like fucking thirty minutes long, and this girl actually is pretty smart, and she acts dumb on the podcast. But this YouTube video is pretty good, and yeah. it's very heart- heartfelt. And by the end of it, you're like, man, I'm really, I really side with her. But she ends the video with like, yeah, and like you know, she's talking about legal battles, the fees, all this shit she had to go through, and she's like, yeah, I just. All I want to do is get back out there and talk about anal. And that, I was like, what uh, the fuck? Like, that's, that's funny. All, all this business talk just so she could talk about, like, giving somebody a, a, a titty job or something like that, you know? And and I think my takeaway from this entire article was that uh, we need uh, a scandal, Mike. <laughs> we need a scandal. Dude. We need a scandal. Say something racist. Say something really racist right now, oh. dude. Oh no! Scandals <laughs> only work if you care about the people involved. Okay, <laughs> nobody cares about us. So it just—it would just be like two, like you know, it's like oh, like uh, 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 two hobos getting a fight in a bus. So, like nobody cares about two hobos getting. A, that yeah, would you're be right. Our scandal. It would be like two yes. nobody Asian comedians say racist stuff and nobody gives a shit. Yes, yeah, fantastic. This uh, is great. I I. I uh, it is it's funny. That's funny. <laughs> scandals, scandals Scandal. for non-famous people are just memes. You and I would just, just be a it's meme. It's just a meme. It's just a meme. There's nothing here. Yeah. But uh, I am, I am tre- keeping track of, of what's going on, and I do think it's fascinating. You know, just like the intersection of like social media, because they both have like really big social media followings, and like podcast is like a, it's like a social media thing, right? So it's podcast, social media, fame, money. You yeah. know. Um, you know, uh, I know she says that she's like, oh, I just want to get out there and talk about anal. Like, I feel that. I mean, <laughs> I I feel that. I mean, honestly, like we call our fans anals. Like, I mean, <laughs> she is not any different from us. Like, what right. are we, what, what, like we're going out there and like, what, what are we, Nobel Prize winners? No, we're going right. out there and we're still also talking about jerking off and like right, how, right, right. how lonely we are. So it's like, you know, we're, we're, in the, we're in the same boat. She makes a lot more money than us. Yeah. Uh, but, um. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I think it's interesting, and I think that's what's uh, we're gonna k- keep track, and that's what, sort of what we wanted to talk about today. Yes, like, and in a larger sense too. Yes. You know, so with, with yeah. our guest, and uh, yes, this is I'm gonna introduce our guest, and I'm so excited to have her on because uh, we tried to get her forever, and we just couldn't because she was too busy being famous, fame, being famous, being famous. We couldn't get her, and it took a goddamn global epidemic, pandemic, yep. or whatever it's called. To get her and yes. uh, boy do we hope it was worth it uh because uh <laughs> otherwise you know why even bother so uh our guest today she's a violinist a former model ooh, rock star Word? oh and uh, a fellow uh music business alumni from my program oh my god <laughs> <laughs> actually i think she transferred out so i can't even really say that but oh, uh okay. dude she's been on like snl uh Samantha B tonight uh, tonight oh, show with Jim right. Fallon all over the place not doing comedy playing music of course but uh, yeah I'm so excited to talk to her about all this so let's give it up for uh, the amazing Katie Jacoby Woo-woo. how's it going hi yeah 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 dude Jeez. thank you Pressure's so much on. for coming on I know here we are at last uh, we we try to first get you in like 2018 I think you know right it took we, two yeah. years in a pandemic just like you were saying yeah I I for a while I thought you were trying to avoid us. 
Um, but your <laughs> fiance at your birthday party assured us that she, you wanted to do this, so I kept I kept annoying you, and here we are, and I'm so excited. Uh, you know, to be here. It's uh, it's funny because I was um, you know, reading up on on some of your um previous interviews and i saw mm-hmm. that if you're right i mean it fumi's right if the pandemic hadn't happened you wouldn't physically be here because i was looking at uh you know you you play with the who and yes. the who were supposed they were supposed to be like in ireland and scotland and i was like and then you know yeah. all those things were like rescheduled and i was like whoo man well this is just as good, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> huh? Here we are. Here we are. This Me is uh, in Scotland with The Who, but yeah. instead you're here in Brooklyn. Yeah, with, with, um, with uh, Who? Me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> with Who? <laughs> good one. We had this crazy two-month tour planned. We were going to be in the UK for about a month. Scotland, Wales, Dublin, London, just traversing through the country oh my god and then we were gonna do almost another month in the u.s headlining at jazz fest in new orleans ah, shit. two weeks in las vegas um <laughs> other shows just all around the country and instead just home <laughs> on my couch yep. <laughs> she's just roasting a a and it's fine yeah, that's the way it. we like to begin this classic um i want to okay for the listeners who don't know i, I want to talk real quick about how we met okay how did i meet katie jacoby this famous person who tours with the food how, how is it possible that this weird asian man not even wearing pants right now knows this you're not wearing pants i mean i'm wearing shorts you know i'm definitely my pajama not wearing shorts. pants and everyone can see so yeah. um but uh, I, I i met katie at a, at a very very vulnerable time in my life mike i was 18 just mm-hmm. out of high school uh-huh. i went to nyu for a like uh, orientation. I met her. I think I told a story before. I met her the same weekend when I took a shit in the dorm trash can. Do you remember oh, that? Oh, <laughs> historic yeah. week. I, I love yeah. that. I, I'm learning more pieces about Fumi's like back life. You know, in terms of just when he pooped in places he wasn't supposed <laughs> to poop. He's like, oh, okay. Is that before uh, the trash can incident or after the trash yeah, can incident? Is, he didn't okay. tell. He didn't mention the trash can incident at all until <laughs> yeah. years later. <laughs> okay. Yeah, years later. Otherwise, the friendship from. would have been over. Yeah, that's not that's no way to make a friend. But yeah, I I, I saw her like we were waiting to sign up for classes or something, and she had I remember what she was wearing, not in a creepy way. But listen, Mike, you'll like this. She had a belt on that was made out of machine gun bullets. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah, bro. <laughs> this but was, was like, before all of the crazy i mean there was already gun violence but at the time it was just kind of like oh this is my touch of heavy metal toughness and this little fashion accessory will uh, supplement my cute outfit but uh now i can't wear that anymore i didn't even i I didn't even think about that you you can't you don't think you can wear a bullet um belt anymore because of school shootings i never would but in high school um i used to wear like the white high top sneakers and really skinny ass black jeans and like Iron Maiden t-shirt. Like, my friends and I, we used to just pretend like it was 1980s in the Bay Area. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That was just my fashion. Yeah, 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 yeah. But now, kind of shifted a little. Hell yeah, Yeah. man. Well, we kind of wanted to loop you in on this Call Her Daddy drama. And I know you're not a huge fan of it, or you don't know it, and that's fine, but... I wanted to talk about fame a little bit, you know. Uh, We've talked about this a little bit before, but uh, as a musician, you know, you're, you're like as close as you're like kind of like a road comic to me you know like somebody who tours constantly that's how you make like the majority of your money and sure. I, and i and I, i'm not mean that uh, i don't mean that like in an offensive way i think it's an amazing thing um but i remember like we you were trying to crack instagram for a little bit and like i think you were having some trouble with that and then you have some colleagues who like i don't exactly know what they do but they do like some sort of music shit on instagram i don't i don't follow any instagram musicians but like that's like a whole 
culture, right? And I was wondering, like, there if you absolutely could, is. I was wondering if you can like talk about that a little bit. I think there's all sorts of different things. Um, I mean, there's definitely the subset of women who play an instrument in a bikini, and that's like the whole <laughs> vibe of it. I didn't know that. I didn't know that people played that. They were like thought musicians like I, did you know that mike like people playing I mean, instruments in their bikini? there's there is there is there is that version of everything, everything. yeah there is just yeah. you just add that you know adjective in front of any chess you know <laughs> for sure for sure Yo. that's a thing and if i google it it'll be in my google search forever and i don't want to do that um katie you're supposed to be like you're you're supposed to be out and touring and it, it was it a huge shock like going from you know like oh i'm supposed to be in vegas i'm supposed to be in new orleans and now Absolutely. i'm like now you're, now you're stuck here the, yeah what's the, that like and, and like the, are you still I, like how are you putting stuff out you know i think the most depressing thing was getting the google calendar alerts of like you should have been in oh, london tonight yeah. <gasps> you should have been oh so, shit. i still had them all in there and those were little jabs little reminders of what could have been but i think the <laughs> the community of every artist musicians comedians suddenly all of the momentum that we all had was just stopped right like i have no gigs justin bieber has no gigs <laughs> ozzy osbourne has no gigs we are how, all in the same boat how so like we've been talking about that and you know me and fumi on the pod and and in a lot of ways we feel like oh like our kind of careers trajectory has kind of like uh the momentum has stopped and now we're kind of like we're having to scramble like how does it feel because you know obviously a you're a touring musician so you make money through doing that but then also like are you now like thinking like wow like what if we can't have concerts and what if i can't tour for like a year you know are you thinking now now i got to become a bikini violinist you know or is yeah. that I mean, what the move is now what's happening you never know. There might need to be a major pivot just to uh, generate income, buy groceries and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. This is like a rare chance for me to talk to someone who is a, not just a touring musician in a crappy van, you know, going up and down the, the, the Eastern seaboard. Like, you know, you're, you're like touring with the who, um, you know, um, just, just very quickly for our fans. It's like, how did you like get that particular gig because i know you were like you know you were a musician and you were saying you're like hustling you were doing all sorts of stuff uh doing all these different things but um yeah how did that just connect and then i also want to talk about just like what it's like doing that sure um well i started playing violin at the age of six asian daughter shouts Korean yeah. mom <laughs> yeah <Props>. oh yeah <laughs> my mom's actually an amazing pianist and she wanted me to play the piano but i'm like no i want to play the violin because i want to be different and also oh, what a rebel my, my, <laughs> aunt, my aunt plays um the violin and she was and still is a huge inspiration that's cool so uh kind of drew from that uh did the classical violin thing for until about middle school, junior high, discovered Black Sabbath and the powers of rock and roll. And then things just changed drastically. I got an electric violin, started playing rock and jazz and blues. Got a, got a and bullet gun uh, uh, belt. Machine gun you know? belt. <laughs> <Machine> <laughs> yeah, gun no belts, gun, but just know? the belt. Just the belt, yeah. And uh, was a massive classic rock fan growing up. Just That's cool. Sabbath, The Who, Led Zeppelin, all of those guys. And played 
Baba O'Reilly, one of the Who's top songs with the violin right. solo at the end, played that at my high school's Battle of the Bands, which we happened to win. And Ooh, that must sting for me. Sorry about Ooh, that. Ooh, Battle of the Bands. I was stuck in place. <laughs> Our band sucked. triggered? <laughs> oh, no. Wait, what was, your, what was your band's name? Exodus City. Oh, oh that's pretty cool. Mine was, that uh, sweet. Mine was uh, Midnight Nice Guys. Oh, come on, <laughs> Fumi. <laughs> you have the word nice guys in there? Oh, I did not. I just lost so much respect. This podcast is over. Yo, we were good, bro. We were good. <laughs> no, that's sweet, though. Okay, so so you uh, were doing that in moved, high school? Yep. yep, moved to New York City to go to NYU. That's where I met Fumi in the music business program because cool. my very practical mother didn't want me to major in music because it's not a practical career, but um, mm-hmm. music business was kind of the compromise because just it, it had the word business checked on it at the end of it so suddenly that made it okay yep. <laughs> and doing the freelance violin thing playing at private events or with bands on this in the string section for jimmy fallon or snl yeah and uh this very random gig i was working as the violin consultant for the tv show mozart in the jungle and mm-hmm. oh for that, that was on prime I would, yeah yeah, 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 I yeah. would make sure that the actors who didn't play the violin weren't holding the instrument upside down or anything right, just so right, that right, it looked right. authentic. And a man that I met from that show put me in touch with the Who's management when Roger Daltrey was doing an orchestral tour of the Tommy record. Mm. And so that was the summer of 2018. And then last year in 2019, then I got the invitation to join the Who for their tour that's insane um so like when you first got that i i feel like that's one of those like big break kind of things where you're like oh this is like such a cool gig to have it sounds like you were always trying to gig do you did you did you ever feel like oh man like i hope i'm up for this do you know what i'm saying like if if like bill burr asked me to open for him you know, I would be like, uh, I, I mean, I would say yes. And then I would be like, man, I should get good at comedy because I'm not good right now. Did you ever, did you feel like that? You know, I, I didn't only because I'd been playing the song for so long. I think yeah. it was just absolutely surreal and yeah. very humbling to be sharing the stage with these two guys who basically helped invent rock and roll as we know it today. You know, tying it back to what we were talking about before with, uh, you know, the, the Caller Daddy podcast and, you know, Fumi and I talk about this a lot where there's a difference between, you know, grinding and the skills that you have as a musician or as a performer and then the sort of outward success that people perceive you to have, right? Sure. I don't know if that makes sense, right? But, you know, like, let's just say, like, you know, there's got to be some, you know, Instagram musicians who are like, you know, they're fine at their thing, but they have a lot of followers. And, um, you know, do you ever find that to be frustrating? Because, you know, you're, you know, you're obviously like the real deal. You're, you know, you're touring with The Who. Uh, but, you know, like, but then, you know, you end up comparing yourself to someone who has like a much bigger following, but like maybe they're not technically as good or they, they haven't been grinding as long. Do you ever like come into like a weird feeling like that? I think on occasion I'll notice it and it'll then the self-doubt kind of get set off. But ever since I released my first solo EP last fall, I think that was... What's it called? What's it called? Yeah, what's it called? Plug, plug it, it, plug it's it. It's, it's self-titled. It's just called Katie Jacoby. It's on Damn, what Spotify a flex. and <laughs> Bandcamp. 
um, I think releasing that for me was intensely personal and very important and made me care a little bit less about all the other things going on just because it's like I made this music for me I'm proud of it and I'm excited to keep exploring things of that nature and yeah. it's not so much about the the fame as it is about just simply doing the work I think yeah. that's mm. what it comes down to and I think that's something that has been really helpful for Scott my fiance and me during this time because we're we're not playing shows to anybody for a while yeah yeah and yeah, yeah. I think a day in the life of coronavirus, we wake up and, okay, what are we working on today? Maybe Scott is learning a cool new scale to utilize for guitar, or maybe I layered some strings and wrote a beautiful arrangement in the home studio that day. And it's just these little, these small little triumphs that keep us going. Yeah. Uh, Mm. I think I I agree with that. I I think, you know, it's it's always been about doing the work and i think that's what's kind of tricky with comedy because like it's hard to do the work when you don't have a crowd and like for stand up but mm-hmm. i i think you know wh- wh- whether you're you're doing violin or or you're just so anxious to talk about anal it's always about the work you know it's always the work it's always about the work <laughs> what one other thing um is have you had kind of a you know hard lesson like the call her daddy hosts have about business you know because ip is so important um <laughs> this is a crappy example of but important fumi and i when we first started working together we put we put out a uh, a sketch it was on okay. youtube and it was uh, it got it, it like got like twenty thousand views or some of that which was pretty good like our first ever sketch you talking about the know, ninja it, one the ninja one. That one has like 90K right now. Well, now it does. Ooh, now yeah. it does, right? Now it has more. And yeah. somebody contacted us and was like, hey, you know, do you want to... Uh, <gasps> I forgot about that. Remember that? Yeah. They, they contacted us and they were like, oh, we can help you get on these different channels. And like, I couldn't really understand it. We maintained control of the IP the whole time. But okay. we learned something about, um, you know, because of their way they released it. If you release something on a certain... Uh, platform then you can't put it on reddit and like the reddit moderators will be like they'll like pull it down Mm. and that was kind of like a little like nip as far as like oh we always have to have control of the ip and also like how it's being released Mm -hmm. and that's like something we've 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 been mindful of no one you know again no one is walking in handing us (laughs) nobody's handing us five hundred thousand dollars that's like a different move but like have you had a, a moment like that where you're like oh i should like i should be thinking about that sort of thing, you know? Um, I think that moment perhaps is still to come. Maybe for musicians, it's a little bit different because uh, business managers and record labels or entertainment groups have have been taking advantage of musicians since the dawn of time. Probably there was like a a court, a a roaming court minstrel and some (laughs) guys like, I can can get you a gig at this castle, but uh, (laughs) you're only going to get a cut of that. Like yeah, yeah, the eighty yeah, percent yeah. is mine. Oh shit! You're playing the castle. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. That's a good gig, bro. Let's go gig. That's a good gig, bro. I've been playing dungeons mainly. Okay, so the race news today is uh, headline reads: America's first pandemic concert shows uh, shows how far the live music industry has to go. So, in Arkansas. Um, there was there's a venue called Temple Live. Have you ever played there? I've no, not played there. Have you heard of it? Is that, is that a famous venue? 
It could be. I've Temple Live and a singer named Travis McGreedy. He's in a band called um, I forget what it was called. It was called like something Bullet or Bishop something like that. Bishop Gun with two N's for emphasis. Yes, Whoa. and <laughs> they play their first concert ever. And uh, since the pandemic, since yeah. the pandemic, uh, yeah, that'd be funny if it was like. It was their first gig ever. Their first show, their debut. (laughs) Wow. They got covered in Rolling Stones. These guys must be awesome. See, Mike, that's what I'm telling you. We need need a scandal like this. We need need bad press. We need to do, we need to go play MSG. They're like these two unknown Asian men snuck in, did a live, did a live pod for the MSG janitor. Oh my God. Yeah, that's what we need. I can't wait to read that on page 28 of the newspaper. Uh, But, yes. Yeah. So they were having some issues in the beginning about like, you know, the, the, the state didn't want them to do it. Um, but they used like some law, like the argument that the venue owners used to put on this concert was like, well, churches are allowed to congregate, so we should be able to congregate. So that's oh, what that's they used. Oh, that's a good point. That's and a good point. And they actually did practice social distancing for Arkansas. Like the, it, it was, you know, they had a lot of like signs and like everybody had to wear a mask and they had to get their temperatures checked and stuff like that. And all the food and drinks, they were prepackaged. So they did it. The pictures, they look sad as fuck. I'm sure we've all seen it. And uh, <laughs> I want to get into it a little bit, but like as a musician, Katie, I just wanted to kind of, kind of throw it to you. Like, what, what were sort of your first initial reactions about this? Yeah, um, I think the pictures really speak for themselves. Like, this was supposed to be some powerful concert returning in trying to in this post-corona world. I mean, we're still very much in corona, and it didn't look like a popular band. It just looked like an underattended high school band <laughs> that wasn't very popular or anything. It was, it was the Midnight Nice Guys, everybody. It was my it, band. It was, so, <laughs> it was very, very bleak. I think it's... I understand that they're eager to play. I am a musician. am also quite eager to return, but not until it's safe. And I don't know if I would want to play in that capacity. It just looked so depressing. And also, That's, it, that's so interesting. Is it you even said, safe? Yeah. It's interesting that you just said, I don't want to play in this capacity because like, if we ask our comedian friends, we were just talking to someone last night and they were like, dude, if someone fucking asked me, I'll fucking do it. I know it's not dude, safe, but I'll fucking do it. And I, I, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I was, I was, I, w- I, t- I have a, t- have a different take on these photos. If you look at these photos, yeah, they, they only filled it like maybe not even a quarter of the way, but it was yeah. still like 200 people. Yeah. Sure. And, um, and I was like, oh, this looks like a fun time, you know, like, hey, they're out, <laughs> you know, they're, they're sitting in, a, in the theater. And, you know, to your point, Fumi, I, I, I would say that, you know, uh, uh, 200 people. Hey, that's a lot of people for me to perform for, you know, hey, I, it, I was was it was 200. It was 200. It was like 200 people or, or something oh, like that. I, but when you're capacity. in a room that holds like 2,000, like exactly. the density yeah, it's of like it just the, off. The, Yeah, it's because everybody's super sp- spaced out. And uh, man, I would... Um, Man, I would I would totally do it, man. I was like, this is awesome. I would uh, go up there and do it, but that's because I'm desperate. All right, yeah, I am. Yeah. I'm a desperate person, and uh-huh. you know, I've I've you know my I would say my comedy mean crowd size is five. You know, so like <laughs> two hundred, that's pretty good. Um, that would be a bustling night. Yeah, <laughs> Katie, uh, it, you know, is it? Uh, that's a, that's kind of this is sort of a side thing, but like, uh, um, is it? you know you've played at these huge stadiums is it like is it weird playing smaller things now or or or, you know like if there was a gig that was like you know let's say the venue was small and it was you know a small thing and it was only like a couple hundred people does it does it feel weird going back down to something small after playing like a huge stadium 
It doesn't feel weird going back, but it's just very interesting. I noticed that I get more nervous in the smaller clubs where you can wow. see the people's faces oh. when it's a packed arena or a packed stadium and you just see like little Q-tip heads. It's just like, oh, they're way out there. But when mm. you're in a small nightclub and there's people three feet away from you and you can see if they glance at their phone, I think that's... That's oh, we've been dang. there. We've been there. We've been there. <laughs> so, so you're saying that my crowd size of five actually the most scary, huh? huh? <laughs> very fair. Very fair. There's a lot um, to be said. A lot of uh, guts to do that. What uh? What What do you think would be is going to be the thing that's gonna you know allow music? Because like I mean music, you know, you know we we've been talking a little bit about business and you know musicians, as I understand it, like touring and performing really is where a lot of the money is like you know putting out um, albums is awesome but like monetarily speaking like you know just because of the way the model is is like you're not making that much money from doing Mm -hmm. that so you know where you know what do you think is going to have to happen you know for the industry to come back and then for you like what what's going to make it so that you're like okay i can go and i can do this a little this thing now Well, this Arkansas show, it just cracked me up because, of course, it's Arkansas where they want (laughs) to get back to normal. No offense to any uh, anals in Arkansas. Oh, we Um, got like two, so it's fine. (laughs) The thriving Arkansas Asian population. Yeah. It's, it just looked bleak. And it's like, is that safe? Like, what if a a person had a fever or just they weren't feeling too hot, so they took an Advil and they go to this concert and they get their temperature checked and they're but they don't have a temperature because they just took that Advil, but they're still going to the place, spreading around their jerk. Like that doesn't seem safe. Right. I'd be terrified, not so much playing, but just for the safety of the people in the crowd. You don't want to kill off all your fan base. That's true. <laughs> Yo, we're going to kill all Reynolds if we do a live podcast, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the scary thing about this is like, you don't, the dang, I was watching like a Vox video about this and the Vox video was titled like the US tested the wrong people because we were testing people who are clearly sick and clearly had the coronavirus who probably did not even need the test. But other countries like Korea, they'll test everybody and especially people who are not showing symptoms and then a lot of those people will be contagious so they lock them up so those are the ones who will get you exactly yeah. so it's like you don't you don't feel like you know if you and i like we were joking earlier if someone offered me stage time i'll fucking go do it secretly you know because i'm just like i mean i say that now i don't know if i'll actually do it but like that it would be a lie if i said that that feeling did not exist within me just because of i just want to i feel like myself when i'm doing stand-up i i that desire is still there you know but it doesn't feel like you're hurting anybody because like i feel fine yeah and like yeah. you feel fine and they were fine but it's just it's just weird because to your point katie like dude you're right like what, they were interviewing all these fans and they're like yeah we, we saw them in mississippi and now we're gonna see them in nebraska and now they're like every every show he has on his tour like there's just gonna be less and less people because he's just killing them <laughs> he doesn't yeah. even know I saw they were doing drive-in concerts in the parking lot of Yankee Stadium. I would play <gasps> a drive-in concert. That's I feel like sweet. that's that's really it, cool. It, there would definitely be the missed element of the audience connection when you just see a sea of cars. Yeah, but yeah, I will yeah. take that. At least they'll be distant, and hopefully people don't drink and drive. And I don't know where they pee, but I would do it. <laughs> Maybe we can do that, Fumi. Maybe we can go out to LA. We're excuse me. We're supposed to go out to LA to do our first like you know, live show, but maybe we okay. can do a, a drive-in comedy A thing, parking huh? lot? Like find a you Walmart? Know? 
find a Walmart. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> set up a stage and be like, "How's it going, Toyotas and Toyotas? Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Japanese cars say what? what? Yeah, yeah. Tesla say what? Yo, 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 honk if you've heard this before. You know, <laughs> sucks. I would love that. Um, well, that was amazing. Thank you so much uh, for coming on the show, man. That was that was fucking amazing and so good to talk to you. Uh, is there anything you would like to plug and let her anals know? Sure. Uh, where they can find um, you, any shows coming up, your albums. My, well, my name's Katie Jacoby. I'm <laughs> Katie Jacoby on the Instagram, Twitter. Uh, just plug it in your search engine. I have that solo EP that I re- released last fall under awesome. Katie Jacoby. Check it out on Spotify or your favorite streaming service. Hey. And the quarantine project that I've been up to in the home studio has been recording pop violin covers under Kai Dama. And cool. so I'm learning like Tuesday slide and like do a leap of tracks. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. So, um, check that out. It's just the, Wait, the fruits of my labors in the little home that? studio. That's on, that's on Instagram. Uh, that's on Spotify under Kai Dama. Sorry. I was, I'm a host of the show. I'm not even listening. I'm looking it up right now. Okay. <laughs> I will, I will leave a link to all this in our, uh, description. That's awesome, dude. Sweet. sweet. Um, as always, you can find us on the social medias. I'm on there at the Fumiabe. That's T-H-E-F-U-M-I-A-B-E. And you can find me on Instagram at NicePantsBro. Uh, please follow our joint account at Asian.AsianPod. We're on Instagram. And uh, Hack City, our monthly comedy show, is now weekly on Zoom, happening to you uh, on a, a digital platform. So get tickets to that. The link is in our bio link uh, in our Instagram. I also put it in the description link below. And bring friends. It's been a ton of fun. And uh, every week is a different comedian. So we're not, we know you're not doing anything, Aino. So come on out and support. You got nothing to do. Support your no boys. No excuses. Support yeah, your boys so that we can do a parking lot live podcast show, which, by the way, sounds fucking tight. Let's talk about this after I'll this. I'll do it. I'll do yeah, it. I, you should we do need, it. We need to get a car uh, and a parking lot. No, we don't, need a, we don't need a car. They need oh, a car. Oh, you're right. We, we, are, we, should, we can rent a car and do it on top of the car. We can get a U-Haul <laughs> and then we encourage people to leave their uh, lim- windows down so we can hear them laugh. You know, like the honestly, moon roof where you just appear from the top of it. Oh. <laughs> we should have two separate cars. And, so, so we, and then, yes, dude. Dude, I'm, I'm going to get a limo, you know, and then with the roof and just pop out of the roof. <laughs> Different you know? ones. Yeah, what's wrong? all over again. I love it. I love it. Uh, all right. Well, thank you very much, Kitty, uh, for, for doing the show and everybody else. Um, you know, stay safe. It's Memorial Day weekend. So, uh, you know, uh, uh, have fun. I don't know. Have fun. To do. <laughs> it is Memorial Day weekend. So, yeah. Have fun, but stay safe. Yeah. Stay safe. And uh, hey, we hope you keep listening because this is all we have. So thank you guys <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.